Where did the name Weasel Fest come from? Like, like whose idea was that? Like, what made y'all name it Weasel Fest? Why not? Well, you know, why not Nessus? Why not Nessus Fest? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll work on that. We'll trademark yeah. that. I, I, I like I that. Can't, I can't with this dude, man. <laughs> Kane is in Kane the building. Is in the building. Yeah, get it right. He in the yeah. building. Yes, I'm here. You know, of course, I'm Sweets, you know what I mean? T-City, Big Mac, along with a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the other one. I'm going to say that for <laughs> Yeah, we got to say that one for later, man. <laughs> so we're doing part two to the, the Roma, uh, with Sean from Romacraft. Yeah, yeah. And also joining us is Skip Martin. Yeah, we got Skip to sit down with us for a hot second. Yeah, so for who don't know, he is the co-owner of Romacraft. He's the M.A. And yeah. Roma. Yeah. Yeah, he you is. Know. He is. But um yeah, we got some uh we got some nice conversation out of him or whatnot, asking some some of the tough questions and he answered some of the tough questions. He did. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna put that on for y'all, let y'all hear it and you know, enjoy. So enjoy. Kane is in the Skip. 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 Hey, Skip. Skip. Hey, Skip. This is I'm Ness from the SLP podcast. Yeah, I'm sweet. They call me sweet. I got my headphones on. He can't hear y'all. They just introduced themselves. That's Ness from uh, the SLP podcast. How you doing, brother? Hey, tell us. What's up, y'all? Skip, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Ness, I mean, Skip, I got a question for you real quick. Let him put the headphones on real quick. Hold up, hold up. You should be telling him how to be good in the game. You got to tell him how to get in the whole thing. Hey, I'm, I'm digging your shirt, man. I really do like the shirt. The logo. Okay, he can hear y'all. He can hear y'all now. Yeah. All right, Skip. So, Sean, Sean keep telling you how to how to how to lift your level up in the game, but he, he needs to be telling you how to get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not everybody makes it to the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. All right, you got the you got the man here, so ask ask him the question. You Skip. Ask. Skip. Oh, what you want to ask me? Skip. Um, so, what made you decide to get into cigars? Man, I was into cigars from day one. Uh huh. What you mean? What's day one? I don't know. I don't... Day one, uh, when I was 20, 20 years old. Uh huh. Y'all started yards. Did you smoke cigarettes? No, never. never. Good. So, so, what made you say, all right? Because, like, for me, like, I never smoked a cigarette uh, or did. I never even drank alcohol till I was 30 years old. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm getting older now. I just want to chill. I want to relax. So let me start smoking cigars. And just like that, I started smoking cigars. What made you decide, okay, I want to smoke cigars, one. And then later on, I'm assuming, what made you decide, I want to start a cigar brand? Well, 
Because like that to me seems like a, a, a big leap of faith. Well, I, I didn't set out to make a cigar brand. So, you know, first I started smoking cigars because people I respected around me would spend time with each other smoking cigars and I want to be a part of that group. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that touches on kind of one of the important things is in cigars is just a medium that, that kind of is a part of these relationships and the fellowship with other people. Mm. And then, you know, you, uh, of course, you, you come to appreciate the product and collectively you share, you know, things that you like, things that, uh, and then you start getting, you know, kind of tighter with your group of people. Uh, so for me, that kind of, when I just had the, I had a, a house in another place and that place didn't have a, a cigar community. So when I was there, I kind of felt like I was out of the, you know, out of the loop. Mm-hmm. So I started a cigar store, a lounge, so that I could kind of build that community in this other place. And then that kind of just led to me really seeing behind the scenes of, you know, the people who I thought were doing it the right way and the people who I thought were, you know, kind of lame and uh, doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I just figured, hey, you know, it can't be that hard. So, so let me let me do it the way I want to do it. Like everything I do, I mean, Sean can tell you, it's pretty much, you know, I know how I want it done. And then, you know, if other people follow, they follow. But, uh, you know, having a store led to having own, my own cigars in the store, which led to, you know, broadening the relationships. People asking for more of the kind of thing that, that I liked, which kind of led to me working with Mike. Uh, and Esteban making more of the things that, that I thought were missing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just adding people to the team who believed in that. So it just kind of grew from there. Mm. Mm. That's good. Hey, this is uh, Sweets from the SOP. Um, when you come up with your blends, do you come up with the blend first or do you actually look at or test the tobacco and then you come up with the, the blend that, you're, that you want to come up with? In the cigar. <clears throat> well, it comes from a couple of different places, right? So the first thing is, you know, you take the cigars you already like and you think, you know, how can I do them better? How can I do them in a way that's more specific to, you know, so let's say, for example, you go to a restaurant and you eat something you never ate before. Then uh, you go, hey, man, I really like that. I'm going to try to do that. And then how can I do it my way? Uh, so sometimes a blend will come from that. Um, sometimes it just comes from you find a new ingredient. You know, you're at the store, you see you see some vegetable you never seen before, or uh, you see some cut of meat you never seen before, or whatever, and you start doing some research on how how what what that thing is all about and how it works with other stuff, right? So um, Sean can tell you he just went down did the. Uh, the little tobacco school we have and really it's about really understanding all the components and then trying to put them together in a way that brings something different um sometimes it starts with there's just like a gap in what you're doing um so you know you have a lot of really heavy stuff and you want to do something that's more kind of approachable for the middle of the day or the start of the day and then you know sometimes uh you know it just comes from you know, the idea that 
that uh, the stuff you're working with creates a derivative product. Like, for example, if you're working with like a certain kind of wrapper and a large portion of that wrapper is, you know, not a high enough quality to be wrapper, but would be good for, for a binder, then you start working on a blend to use that as a binder, right? Kind of like, you know, kind of like the lunch lady does on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Right, like how do I make something good for Friday with all the stuff that's left over from Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so uh, I like leftovers. At the end of the day, you know, they're not all winners, um, and sometimes stuff that's really good just isn't sustainable. So you can never really do do anything with it. Um, but you know, that's how we do it. So when y'all get those blends that aren't really, as you said, you can't do anything with it. Do y'all sell them in like a like a bundle or something? Like you know, because um, like you know, some companies will do like a um, some no, com- we just we just don't make more of them. Sometimes we just grind them up and put them get and sell the tobacco to other people. So y'all never do like seconds or nothing like well, that. Well, seconds for us are aren't things that are bad. Seconds for us are things that when they get to the end of the process, they just don't meet our standard. Like they have a they have a. Sometimes just in the process of moving around, you get a, you get a nick on the wrapper, or sometimes when it dries out, the colors are just too too mm-hmm. indifferent, um, too dark or too light. Sometimes mm-hmm. the the wrapper changes color throughout, so mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's you know a different color at the bottom than it does at the top. So in all, every way, it's a good cigar, but it just aesthetically isn't good. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, so we just sold those. Yeah, we smoke we smoke those. Right. Hey, Skip, I, I I did send you my address, didn't I, Skip? <laughs> Man, you sent it to the wrong guy. The first thing to play any hustle is knowing where the connect is, where the plug is, and I ain't the right guy to send the address to. Well, listen, that's what I'm trying to say, Skip. Where, who the plug? I'm just going to forward that address to Sean. So. Oh, okay, okay, well, Sean, my address is in your email Expeditiously, <laughs> right? You know, sense of hey, with with the logo, I let a, a lot of people start to find out now. I've been here two years now, so a lot of people start to find out that if they really want something, you know, the person to contact is me. Okay, uh, okay. Because even if, if they contact Skip or Mike, Skip or Mike gonna relay the message to me and say, "Hey, X Y Z," and mm. I do all the execution. So mm-hmm. if you want to cut the middle man out, you, know, you got to come directly to the source. Right, I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm a non-value-added step in the music game. Right. So if you message just skip about getting something, kind of wasting your time. <laughs> All right, so listen, Skip, I got a good question for you. Uh-huh. So um, Sean seemed like a knucklehead. Like, what made you want to hire Sean? <laughs> and if you like knucklehead, if, if you hire knuckleheads, are y'all still hiring is what I'm trying to figure Look, out. I, I got some knuckleheads, believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean ain't one of them. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean is, a, is a dude that just gets shit done. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. And, and that's, you know, look, in, in my book, you know, he, never shirking a task, always getting the job done, always understanding what's behind the request and making sure that that's what, what actually happens. That, mm-hmm. That's what Sean does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, the logo for uh, Romacraft, hey, tell us about it. How did you come up with it? Good question. So, <clears throat> Roma is Rosales and Martin, but it also kind of goes back to kind of my heritage, right? Um, 
So everything that we do is kind of based on, you know, history or anthropology or symbolism of, uh, of you know, of the culture that's in, involved with whatever we're working on. So the Roma uh, logo is a combination of the fact that we're in Texas, the Catholic tie to the Roman Catholic Church mm. uh, in the in the Cairo symbol, symbology. Mm-hmm. And so it's a T and a X is the easiest way to say it, but it's also based on the Cairo which is a, a symbol from the Crusades that uh, Constantine used. And it, it kind of literally came with the, the idea that, you know, under this sign, you know, we shall conquer. So. Okay, that's dope. You know, but but I ain't got no problem with Arabs either. So. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> with the Crusade, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, so with, um, now y'all, you had a cigar. Um, you enjoyed it, and y'all wanted to mimic that particular cigar. So that that's how the first um, cigar came about with the Quill Magnum. Yeah, I had I had been selling cigars in my shop that that were kind of prototypes or leftovers from other factories. Like let's say, you know, Krishna Roll was making a private label for someone that I thought was really good, and then that person stopped buying it. I would I would come in and swoop in and buy all the ones that were left over at the end. And then uh, there was one in particular that was really popular that uh, that kind of was the beginning of us trying to create something of our own. So, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. my, my thing is not me. Look, there's nothing original, but it's how do you take something that you really appreciate and make it your own? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's kind of more instead of mimicking, it'd be more like uh, kind of like a cover song. Right. Mm hmm. Like it has to be a little bit true to the original, but it also has to be unique Your enough own. to be worth going away from the original. Right. Like it's like it's like uh, like Ryan <laughs> says about you take a you take a daily word that's that's you know almost never heard. Right. And then and then you know and then you make it into a you know a daily word. Right. Or how's it go? Take a word that's rarely heard and make it into a daily word. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, he wants to know if y'all hiring. He he wants to really, um, I guess, yeah, be be a What's part that? of Romacraft. Wonder if y'all hiring. hiring. Yeah, that's my behind. Let me put it this way: Don't call us; we'll call you. Right. Have <laughs> <laughs> my people call your people. You know, and we'll talk that no, way. No, no. It's what I'm saying is like Sean never. Sean, Sean, we you know we called Sean and said, "Hey, you need to apply for this job because we already knew who we wanted." Right. Mm-hmm. And then once we put a target on you, it's like, you know, once we know we're adding someone, it's like, can you rise up and, and meet the challenge of convincing us that we're right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then, you know, I'm all about once people join our team that they they generally stay with us. So, you know, once you're on, you know, we take care of you. But uh, we generally man, no job I've ever been in. If I ever hired somebody, I don't know. OK. It's it's usually somebody I, I've been watching for a while. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, All right, so so, so it's like you, you got to show and prove. Um, once you once you come on board, you you when you come into a company like this that doesn't really hire people, you some people will understand the the importance of that and what's going to be expected of you, and some people don't get it. Um, so it's all about showing and proving every day. Like it can be a grind. Um, but if you love what you're doing, it, it never becomes like that grind that's going to grind you down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the grind that keeps you sharp. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, the grind just keeps me sharp. Mm-hmm. You can never really get complacent because, like I, I tell people all the time, you practice small unit tactics every single day. Um, so we can't afford to have somebody on the team that's just not on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to pull their weight. So, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people see the cigar industry and say, hey, I want to do that. Um, but they just ain't cut out for the grind at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Uh, well, I'll be honest, there's not very many cigar companies I'd want to work for. So, Right, like I told y'all, if, <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't Roma, I'd probably still be in Maryland working in the shop. I heard that. Um, yeah, hey. I work for Rod. <laughs> It's nothing better than working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Skip, what, what was your first cigar? My first cigar yeah. that I remember buying for myself. I think it was a, I think it was a cigar from Oliva. The, uh, the Oliva. It was like a kind of half bundle cigar. Mm-hmm. The humongous cigar. <laughs> and then, and then after that, I kind of got into some of the. Uh, there was a brand from Fuente called La Unica. It was a bundle cigar that I really liked. You know, for me, it was it was always about finding that really good cigar that was priced less than it should be that other people hadn't figured out the hype on yet. You know, and then and then you know being loyal to that until they you know smelled themselves, and then I had to find something else. You know. But I've always smoked a lot of different things, but I ain't so much into chasing like the limited stuff or the, you know, the stuff that you half of what you're paying for is just the shine. But mm-hmm. for me, it's you know, it's about it's about the substance of what you what you're getting, right? And, and also the people you're supporting, because uh, you know, some people out there making really good cigars are just assholes. So I, you know, I ain't trying to support them. Yeah, he was he was yeah we was talking about that earlier. Um, yeah. So what do you like now? Man, we smoke a lot of everything. Um, okay. Really, you know, if it's if it's heavy, you know, we, we do it. So, uh, you know, like today, I I think I smoked a little uh, a little uh, petite Corona from from Pete Johnson that we bought about six months ago. It's really good. I bought I smoked the the floor chisel. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we smoke we smoke a little. We- like I said, if you look in our cabinet back there that we smoke out of, we got a little bit of everything in there. So before anything, we all start smokers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So not only do we smoke our stuff, we if it's if it's something out there that's good and you think we'll like it, we'll call up the shop and say, Hey, send us a couple boxes for that. Um yeah. you know, I, I smoke Padron a lot, yeah. even though I think it's overpriced. I, I respect the game, I respect the hustle. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. We good. I mean, in the airport on the way back to the States. Skip all like six hundred dollars worth of padrones because we we just about smoked everything that we was gonna bring back. <laughs> everybody was getting low. We was like, shit, man, we got like two more days before we get home. Who we gonna smoke? So they got crack open them some padrones. padrones. Yeah, we airport and Skip hit that joint up. We got like three boxes. Mm-hmm. Started in on that. So <laughs> like first and foremost, we cigar smokers. Mm-hmm. So that kind of speaks to how we connect with consumers mm-hmm. um, because we are consumers too. Right. She was kind of cute too. That's why I bought the third box. They just <laughs> so 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 Skip, Skip. Um, um, how many cigars do you smoke a day? Both of y'all. Both of y'all. Both of y'all answer that question um, for me. When I'm here in 
the States, I'll smoke six or eight in a day. Uh, if the weather's nice, maybe more. Um, I don't really sleep a lot, so uh, if I'm not sleeping, I'm smoking usually. Uh, I heard that. When I'm at the factory, I end up smoking tobacco more than I smoke cigars. So I don't get through as many complete cigars, but I'm still smoking all day. Smoking tobacco? Yeah, tell us about that. So you know, different different tobacco comes in. You, you open a new a new thing, a new uh, a new filler. You got to see if it's stronger or, or or lighter or heavier. If it burns correctly, you know. So you constantly smoking tobacco through the day. Uh, just you know, and then you're also finished. You smoke a finished product uh, and that's going into packaging, and you're grabbing seconds off the the packaging table, or you're smoking uh, stuff that's you know two three months into. You know, a typical day like Sean just experienced, I start out the day with a cigar that's been in my house for, for, for like six months, a year. Uh, and then I get about halfway through that and I'll get to the factory and I'll smoke, uh, I'll, I'll smoke something off the packaging table that's going out that's similar to something I just smoked. Um, I'll walk around the, the, the rolling room. Um, something will catch my eye. I'll say, hey, give me some samples from that. Uh, you know, pack up, you know, we'll roll them right there at the table. Uh, and then I'll go and I'll ask, you know, my factory manager to, to, or the packaging lady to, to grab us a couple, couple of something that's, you know, a month or two months from being packaged to see where it's at. And that's every day. And then I get home, I'll smoke, you know, two, three, four more out of, you know, the stuff at my house. So, so a lot of times I'll take homework home, stuff that I, that I didn't get a chance to touch during the day. Okay, but uh, you I mean it's a job. Don't don't get it backwards. It's just, <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, a, it's a it's a grind, like you know. Um, but you know, I, I enjoy doing it. Uh, but but you know, probably when I'm in Nicaragua, it's probably as much about the work as it is just about enjoying the cigar. Yeah, so it's not really so work. Me, I smoke probably about four. I smoke between four and six a day. Okay. When I'm in town, he smokes more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that four, six turns into about seven, eight, sometimes nine. Easy. Sometimes you, you just lose track because literally every time we go and do something, we smoke it. If we leave the office to go do something, we smoke it on the way. Um, we smoke coming back. Like, well, plus, plus, Sean lives behind my house in, in the house behind my house, kind of like Kato Kalen. Right. <laughs> so, y'all, so y'all really close. Like, y'all have a really, really good friendship also. <laughs> well, I, I think so, but you know, sometimes he, he he's a, he's always you know he ain't as faithful to the friendship as some people. Yeah, he's, he's, he's about to, uh, I can see I that. I can see that. He seemed a little shysty since he ain't sent me no cigars yet. Every now and then, he's he's on a phone call with some girl from Maryland, or you know, he got to have his alone time. He putting them out there. PlayStation, whatever. I mean, and she probably ugly anyway. Oh, quite ugly. No, this is my man, but it's a it's a relationship built on respect, and I respect him as a man, and I respect him as a guy I work for. Right. So, in, in that regard, you know, we know when it's time to get some shit done, and then we know when it's time to goof off and, and, and fuck around. A lot of the times, we kind of goofing off and fucking around, but when it's time to get shit done, we gotta get shit done. Well, right. and, and also. I mean, while everybody kind of does technically work for me uh, or, or Mike, because, you know, we sign the checks, the, I don't need to remind people that very often because really more often than not, we're working 
on the same path trying to get the same thing done. So, right. you know, I try to make it, I try, I, and a lot of times I feel like I'm probably working for Sean as much as he works for me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's my goal to get Sean, you know, to make sure he has all the things he needs to do his job, make sure he has all the things to make his life, you know, fulfilling to, to advance and develop as a person. So, you know, while I work on that, he works on the shit I need. So mm-hmm. that's what we, that's what we try to do. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's it's real refreshing hearing y'all. Even though y'all y'all have your own product, that y'all still smoke other stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Because you say y'all y'all are consumers first, and y'all still keep that attitude no, no matter what. And I, and I think that's cool because you know some companies aren't like that. Well, I mean, I mean, look, I'm always going to reach for our cigars first because that's what I that's what I like, and you know I wouldn't make it if I didn't like it. So. Right. Uh, and again, when it's part of the work, I have to smoke our cigars uh, more than others. But at the same time, you know, I'm a cigar consumer and I want to I want to, you know, just like before I did this, just like I will after, you know, I'm always trying to focus on, uh, you know, what's going on. Is there some new tobacco out there I should know about? Is somebody killing the game that I need to catch up with? Uh, you know, who's falling off? I need to go grab their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just part of the hustle, right? So, hey, Sean, use that text that I just sent you too. Yeah, I just saw that. I just cleared it off my page. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but since I'm, a, since, I'm, since I'm a knucklehead, I just swiped up. Hey, but, <laughs> but no, 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 no. I gotta well, see it. I gotta see his question. Going to knucklehead mode. I'm show you. I'm show you how much knucklehead I can be. The I gotta. <laughs> I gotta see his question. I gotta see his question for you, though, uh, Skip. I asked um, Sean the same question. So uh, we got this whole thing going on with, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and all that. So what is your stance on that? Because we have a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of me and Sean's, uh, who got this unbanded thing, which is basically kind of well, like... Man, listen, Cirillo was my friend first. <laughs> I'm telling you. I hey, know Cirillo, for, he's I actually, know Cirillo for 12, 15 years. That's hey. actually my twin brother, and I pro- y'all probably didn't know that. Here he's my twin brother. <laughs> well, first of all, you ain't got a gap. <laughs> but listen, really? look at the beard though. Hey, two, look at the beard though. Food. Uh, yeah, no vegan. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So, yeah. Definitely not. I mean, <laughs> I'm eating all that meat. I don't know you're what you're telling on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, how do you feel so, about man, that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like this: Every man deserves respect until he don't. He doesn't deserve respect. Yeah, first and foremost, yeah. That's first and foremost. It don't matter if it's a man, woman, you know, black, white, whatever. If you, you know, I'm going to go into it assuming you deserve my respect, you deserve fundamental fairness, you deserve justice, you deserve uh, safety, you deserve the opportunity to be prosperous and to develop yourself until you prove to me that you don't need my help because you fucking it up for yourself, right? So, and even then, you know, people make mistakes, so people deserve second chances. You know, maybe just not with as much help from me, but, you know, uh, I, I don't. I don't get any satisfaction out of bringing someone else down. Even, even people I don't like. You know, was it? You know, Cleary talked about. Like I think it was Elvis Cleary talking about. You know, kind of the price of hate, right? Like the. You know, if I hate you and I put my effort into hating you, all that does is destroy me, right? So I, I don't really put a lot of my time and effort into into, into that kind of thing, but. Uh, I, I realize that there's a lot of that out there. And I realize there's a lot of fucked up things in history that 
even if even when it is still not there, it's there. So, I mean, for me, the message of Black Lives Matter is pretty fundamental and basic, and and it's a small ask, but it's a huge rock to move. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I'm almost to the opinion that there's a certain kind of people that you just can't change, and you just got to make those people irrelevant. And so, you know, my focus isn't so much about opening people's eyes and trying to change people's hearts. It's about making the people who ain't on the same page just be irrelevant, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, any organization is going to have, you know, negatives to it. There's going to be people that are just trying to, you know, benefit personally or trying to, you know, twist something to, you know, to their advantage that really isn't about the, the message that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I support what Cirillo is doing. I mean, the point that Cirillo is making is, you know, you, if you don't help me in my struggle, then why am I going to try to promote you? And right. I completely, I completely agree with that. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I think at the end of the day, too, you know, it's not my place to try to proselytize on people's other people's messages. You know, for me, it's like I try to look for things first and foremost that I do say, you know, actions that I take, how can I take people around me and do the right thing, say the right thing, act the right way, be a, be a good uh, example. And then, uh, you know, when people, you know, people say a lot of times that, that, I, that I'm too political, you know, that people don't like smoke our cigars or support our brand because they don't support my politics. Which is fine with me. I honestly, I don't give a fuck. There's enough people out there, uh, you know, that ain't stupid and racist and backwards and hateful that smoke cigars too, right? And and that's the crowd we're on. We're we're aiming for, right? Right. Um, so, you know, in terms in terms of, you know, and Sean can tell you we talk about this shit all the time, and you know, at the end of it, it's like I don't know, man. It's like you know. Right. There ain't much we can do except for do what we can do, you right. know. Mm-hmm. So, and then go back to uh, the individual responsibility. Yes. Yeah, like I mean, like if you take it off the race thing, you look if you look at just Nicaragua, like there's a lot of fucked up things in Nicaragua, and I can't change them. I can't change who's president in Nicaragua. I can't change the way people think. I can't change people who haven't been educated. I can't I can't change the school system. I can't change the healthcare system. I can't change the corruption. I can't change I can't change all that. Mm-hmm. All I can do is not participate in it, give my honest opinion when people ask me, and be a good example by doing the right things by the people that I that I have some influence on. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So we take, you know, we have sixty-seven people, we take care of our people. Um and you know. Uh, that's that's about all a single person can do, really. Are y'all a boutique cigar, or do y'all consider yourself something else? Um, I mean, you know, that that word means something to some people. It don't really mean anything to me. Okay. I mean, to me, boutique is something that's you know specific to a certain kind of store or very specific target audience, like uh, you know, like a store brand or whatever. We're not really that. We're we're more just small. We we call ourselves a craft cigar company, just because you know we're focused on the product and you know delivering you know good value for the quality. 
So at Weasel Fest 21 that's coming up, uh, May 19th, I think it is. Um, are, the 29th. The 29th. I'm sorry, the 29th. Um, are both of y'all actually going to actually be there? Of course. Oh, yeah, we both going to be there. It's Rosa- actually going to be a music festival. Rosales will be there, too? Say that again. Rosales will be there too. Yeah, our whole team will be there. Okay, okay, that's nice. So that's so it's going down. It's going down on the 29th. Um, we'll have some activities on Friday for VIPs. Um, then Friday night, it's going to be uh, we're going to have an event at Havana House, which is a, a retailer that's like right up the street from our office. Mm-hmm. Um, this Saturday is the main event. The main event. Music Fest goes off Saturday from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. We're going to have Scarface, Brownout. Oh, okay. Um, Scarface, uh, Superphonico. Yeah, Scarface, Superphonico. And a, mm-hmm. a local band called Third Root, which you guys should check out. Okay. They're, they're hard as hell. And they're, they're going to fuck people up with their lyrics. People are listening. <laughs> Third. <laughs> they, are, they are no holds barred political as shit. And, uh, but they're, they're talented. They're kind of like an Afro-Latin uh, hip hop trio. Third roots era. is that like T H I R D or three R D roots? Uh, not like third base. It's like T H I R D. Okay, third roots. Okay. Third, third, third root. Do they have any? Yeah, if you look at if you look at our Instagram, there's a there's a link to their Instagram page. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's um, so what is uh Skip? What is your Instagram page? What is what your Instagram? My personal Instagram is Chief Hava, C H I E F H A V A. And then we also have Roman Craft to Back is our Instagram page for our company. That's the main that's the main one. All right, I'm I'm definitely gonna check that out. But um But yeah, so we got the music, we got our so we have a DJ from Las Vegas who's a friend of ours. He plays huge gigs out in in, uh in Vegas. Uh his name's uh, D Money. He's gonna come. He's going to kind of MC the whole thing for 12 hours. I didn't realize how popular he was, but he's flying in like red eye in, in the morning and leaving like red eye at night. So he's got mm. shit to do. He's literally going to be here for like 12 hours and then he's out back to mm. Vegas to do another gig like yeah. as soon as he lands. So if anybody ever been to one of our parties in Vegas, they already know. If you don't know, ask around. Um, it's like an experience. So is Weasel is Weasel Fest? Is that like y'all's thing, or is that just like a thing and y'all just a part of it? That's y'all's thing, okay? Because I know y'all ten years in. Well, last year y'all were ten years in. So y'all actually eleven years in because they got postponed because of COVID and shit last year. But so y'all actually eleven years in. Yeah, that's a big thing because I'm actually celebrating ten years of marriage actually. Um, you're, you're or the 23rd of, right. a, of April. Right. You said I'm a rookie? Man, I was married for 22 years, and now, now I'm on like seven. I ain't like I ain't got pressure, but I ain't getting married again. Right. Yeah, I, I, I was about to ask, would you ever do it again? But yeah, because I was like, after this one, if this one will work, I'm done. Skip, are you from Austin? Uh, I'm from Dallas. That, oh, so you a Cowboys fan? Of course. There you go. That's uh, what I'm talking about. 
That's what I'm talking about. Elbow shine a knucklehead for me real quick. Exactly. Exactly. I'm from Ohio, but I've always been a Cowboys fan. Back when it was like Too Tall Jones and Randy and Danny White and all them. Man, listen, Too much competition here. You, you put up a, you put up one of the McDonald's posters from like 71, 73, 75, 77. Mm-hmm. I can name them all. Mm-hmm. From Raphael Septian, all yeah. the way to like, you know, all the way up to number 97. Yeah, yeah. All the way up to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I like to hear. You all right in my book, Skip. You all right in my book, Skip. Because yeah. nobody else like Dallas around That's here. what I'm talking about. I'm about to change my. I'm about to send you my resume in a couple hours. You know what I'm saying? Just look. <laughs> That's gonna be paperweight. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on. But listen, we got this game that we play on this podcast. It's called Top Five, right? So we're gonna ask y'all something about y'all's top five favorite whatever, and y'all got to just answer just like that. Top five, top five. What? Skip, skip. Where Whatever. you going, Skip? You in this too? Where He's you going? Like, oh, he getting the chair. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, just, just uh, whatever, whatever comes to mind. All right, sweets, you go first. Oh, we gonna put me on the spot rappers? like that. Top five MCs all time. You know what, um, Skip? Yeah, we can do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We could do that. What's your yeah. top five MCs? I was say, yeah, top five MCs all time. Top five MCs. Your personal favorites. So, so. I'm not going to include Big Ear Tupac. Okay, that, okay. That, that, I'm cool with that. Right, right, I'm cool right. with that. They on the Mount Rushmore. They shouldn't be included. Because they're in the top ten of every list. Yeah. Yes. So number one all time, Rakim. I'm with Thank that. You. Okay. Number two, Black Thought. Yes. I'm with that. A lot of people leave him out. Number three, Nods. Okay. Okay. Number four. I'm gonna fuck you up with this. Pharaoh Monk. I like no favorite. No, Pharaoh Monk is nice. Yeah, a lot of is, people, yeah. a lot of people don't talk about him, but he nice. Yeah. He's super nice. Man, and it gets tough at number five. There's a long list. And it changes for me, but I'm a, I'm gonna have to put, I'm gonna have to put Biggie in there. Okay, but you said he was in the top two, so you you hey, excluding you, him. You, you gotta you gotta ask somebody else. <laughs> okay, okay, so. Man, I, I got like five names going around. I don't want to fuck up and list the wrong one. It, it, it would nothing be wrong. Just pull one out. I'm gonna say like just based on how I'm feeling right now, I'm gonna have to say. Because hmm. <laughs> I'm like I'm like between. I'm I'm gonna say Kumodi. Okay. Okay. Even, even though that's just because my own personal feelings, but okay, that's for me. Hey, that, that's he's in the top ten always. That, that's okay. a special one because a lot of people don't include him in anything either. Right. So I re, I, I respect that you. one. Don't let him get no shot. Okay. Yeah. All I mean, right. Like, look, mm-hmm. he, he didn't he didn't really transcend his own era, but he defined it. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was. I guess you consider him one of the forefathers that you know, saying even though, but. That that's a strong five. I like that. I like that. All right. So, Sean, for you, and Sweets is gonna come back again and ask Sean five more. But I got a top five for you, Sean. Your top five cigars. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's your top five? 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 Who's your top five?
who's the number one guy I didn't put in my top five? Someone guy you did put in the top five? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Sky Zoo. See, he wouldn't even have been in my 10. I would have thought you would have said one of the guys from Little Brother. Oh. 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 For that oh, one. he said little brother. That's something we've never heard on this show before. Yeah. But that's a good one. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so I'm gonna give you my top five. Top right. five, go ahead. All right. Okay. It ain't gotta be in order. Right. Yeah. So I'm just spinning them all. Black Thought. Mm-hmm. Rayquan. Right. Do you think Method's better than No. I mean, we were listening to Raekwon. He's not. Some of his shit killed me. I hadn't even heard it before. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh-huh. But. So, Black Thought, Raekwon, Fonte's little brother. See, that's who I thought he was. Okay. okay. Planet Asia. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. That's Planet Asia. What I got? I got one left. No, that's only three, ain't it? Raekwon. That's four. That's four. Oh, that was four? Oh, okay. So, so, my fifth. And this is uh, based on personal preference. I'm gonna say Willie the Kid. Okay. Man, well, okay. This is the, the bad influence he has in his life right now. <laughs> and I say Willie the Kid because Willie the Kid raps about flash shit and doing flash shit. And you so, think you fly? When I'm feeling fly and I'm doing right. flash shit, I'm right. always right. Kid. And see, okay. that's so the like every day of my life. Uh huh. Um, I'm living a dream, just like the shirts say, nigga Swingo. So every day I wake up, I'm doing fly shit. So I always. All right. So I'm asking for one name. Who do we leave out? Ooh. Um, um. I mean, I think that. I mean, I think that you. I think you definitely leaving out Jay. He, he, he a Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z fan. I mean, Jay Z is definitely up there. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, you know, saying to me is like Big Daddy Kane or Karis One. See, Big mm. Daddy Kane was on my lips when I said Kumo D, but I, I couldn't, I had to choose one. Right. Mm-hmm. And you wrote he's, with... He's in, same, he's in that same uh, cloth, I think, as, as those two. Hey, what is this yeah. that's right here in the way? What is that right there? It's a table or something. Oh, it's kind of in the way. Can you scoot over a little bit so we can get a good oh, view of you? it's the arm of the chair. Oh, oh okay, there you oh. go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, so I got one for you, Skip. Top five cigars for you. Oh man, shit. <laughs> I mean, you mean you mean to name five of my cigars? I mean, if they're your top five I mean, cigars. The number one cigar for me of all time is a cigar, a birthday cigar that Don Eladio made uh, his fifty fourth birthday, but then you know maybe fifty people got to smoke it. So, mm. um, how did you get it? But never mind, go ahead. Name your top five, and then we'll get into that. <laughs> so I, I, the number one cigar I smoke all the time is the Intemperance BA uh, Entry, the 4x46. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my favorite Roma cigar. Uh, the La Flor Dominicana uh, 452. Mm. It's always on my list. Uh, Padron 1926, number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliva V, Robusto. The Melania or just the V? 
No, the regular one. I don't even I don't even fuck with the Melania. Oh word? Okay. Uh and then I would say kind of beyond that, maybe the uh Pro Magnet topology. I'll say what? The Cro Magnet what? The the Green Corona, the anthropology. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. okay. Still strong strong five. And yeah, there was um, another cigar. There was another cigar from uh, from Davidoff. It was called the uh, the Crown Series. It was the Zeno Crown Series uh, Emperor. I think it was like 2018. That shit was fire. I smoked ten thousand of those fucking cigars. Damn. <laughs> ten pack, the Dude. metal box. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So how did how did you get that one that only fifty people smoked? How did you get that? Are you cool with him or something? No, I'm deep in the game, man. In the game. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Say my people know his people. See, 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 that's the thing a lot, of people, a lot of people don't realize, right? So you got you got these cigar brands that call themselves cigar makers. They say they make a cigar. But really, they're just a brand. And they get a cigar from a, from a factory, from a manufacturer. Whereas... Skip has a factory, and Skip is literally in Nicaragua most of the time doing the work. So it's not like that we're just a cigar brand. We are cigar manufacturers also. Right. But yeah, if I, if I roll up on, like, you know, Ernie Carrillo, he's got the number one cigar of the year or whatever, and he's got a little something sticking out of his pocket, I'm going to be smoking that pretty quick. Mm. Okay. So that's like when we was down there, we went to... Uh, so Esteban's brother, Raul, he runs Noxa, right? Hey, hey, hold on, Sean. Sean, you're doing a lot of name dropping tonight. I don't like that. You're doing a lot of name dropping, and they, they ain't using my address. That's what I'm saying. Like. So we go visit Noxa. I mean, the man asked, how did I get it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's telling you how he gets stuff. So, so we go to Noxa, and they bring out a tray of cigars, and Raul has this cigar on the tray. That he's, that he's working on, and I light it up, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, this is straight fire. So I, I got two of them, right? Mm-hmm. So we get back in the truck. So I got one. And Skip was, like, Skip was like, you got another one of those cigars? And I'm like, shit. I was holding this one. I was holding the second one I had. For later. I want to hold this and smoke it back in Austin. But he got it from me. He smoked it and liked it, too. Like, damn, what the fuck is this that he make it? Like, I don't know, but we don't have no more. We don't even know what the hell it was. It was just something he had on a tray, and we were privy to because you know mm-hmm. he came by the factory. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Here, here you go." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, so when you down there, you in the mix. You know, you never know what somebody's gonna hang. You. It's something they working on, something they playing around with, and it's just like, "Here, you know, smoke this, try this up." Plus, plus, you know, uh, I, I know most of these cats for twenty years. So. Like I said, deep in the game. Yeah. We, we over here kind of jealous. <laughs> Man, look, it's all tobacco, you know. At the end of the day, it's all tobacco. Yeah. yeah you know what that sounds like? You know what that comment sounds like? That sounds like people that got money to be like money and everything. I ain't trying to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> look, Sean, Sean can tell you, I don't spend a lot of money, but the things that I, you know, I'm not, I don't like a lot of material shit, but... The things that I that I do get, I like I like quality. 
Right. I, so I know that's right. I like quality people. I like quality watches. I like quality guns. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with half-ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what. It's like a it's like a plague in our society. It is. Right. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's for all you who put Kanye in your top five. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No. Or Drake. Drake is in it. Drake is sitting there with Kanye too. Look, I fuck with some of Drake's stuff, but let's let's not pretend he's one of the greats. Right. Nah. Let's, um, not pretend, let's not pretend that he ain't getting help. Ghost Riders over the bottle. Exactly. I don't give a shit about that. He just he ain't even in the same league as some. Nah, but as a hip hop, as a hip hop, as a hip hop junkie, you gotta give a shit about that. Like, if you're not writing your own shit, like that's a whole different ball game. Like, yeah, you're just song. an actor to me. Yeah. But see, there's a difference between hip hop and rap. A lot of what's going was rap. Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It ain't hip-hop, it's rap. No, yeah. I, I kind of see it. I think it's the other way. I think, like, the old school shit, the, the boom-bap stuff is, is rap, and some of the sing-song, you know, chorus bullshit is... I mean, like, you take a song like uh, Who Would Be In My Top Ten, like LL, uh, and my rhyme ain't done, right? He goes on for what? Like, nine, ten minutes with just crazy shit. For mm. ten minutes, but to mm. me that's hip hop. But, but see, most of these people couldn't couldn't rap like that. Right? Mm-hmm. They run mm. out of shit to say. They run out. They run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start making up bullshit after a while. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. just to make it sound. Yeah, or, nice. or they just or like you know, like Rick Ross, who I enjoy. He just says the same shit. Hey, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Rick Ross is in my top five. He's in my top five. Man, I love Rick Ross. No, he's got some great. He, he's probably one of my top five songs. It's mafia music, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't fuck with a lot. I mean, look, if you got someone like like Khaled, who, if he comes in on your song and like says, you know, whatever, we the best, Maybach music or whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm skipping to the next track. This is what <laughs> <laughs> so this is for the Instagram. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you say another one, like I'm on to like, I mean, there's some songs that I dig on that, but it's like. It, it, look, I appreciate the hustle how they're making money in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of the record companies making money, but uh, some of these people just—they're just making—they're just making, making junk food music. Mm-hmm. They're junk food people. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, I like the shit where you've been you listen to it a bunch of times, and then then you're like, "Hey, Sean, listen to this." Like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, can you believe? Like, we were talking about like a we were talking about a black thought. Uh, lyric the other day is like we were pumping gas or something i was like hold on i stopped pumping gas i went back i rewound it 30 seconds like can you believe he just fucking said that like that like three and then we talked about it for 30 minutes to me that that makes you great yeah you talk about is really going over people's heads so so that's like the 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 rap or the hip-hop that you can sit down and analyze yeah and you just stop and hold on man what did you say and go back and you can get the meaning of the wordplay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's telling the story through words. Like, I think that the lyric was, the position of my commission is trilateral. Right. He's talking about the trilateral commission. Mm-hmm. So okay. somebody that don't know... But he's also talking about how he comes at it from three different ways. Right. But you know, the thing, what's really crazy is when you hear a song you listen to your whole life, and then because you've had more experiences in your life, right. something will happen, and you hear it, you know, 10, 15 years later, and you're like... Well, I finally understand what right. the fuck right. I mean. That's what you right. talk about. Right. right. That's, that's hip-hop. Right. That's hip-hop. 
You ain't never gonna experience that in a Drake song, bro. Nah. <laughs> no. 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 I will say, I, like, I like, I, I think Drake that he, he does have some nice lyrics. Well, he used to have some nice lyrics back in the day. Like, I don't like his style you know, now. You know who else? You know who else I might have been putting in my number five is uh, Lil Wayne. Cole. I like J. Cole. J. Cole's in my top five. He's a new guy. I think that the more I listen to it, the more the more I'm like, that's that's pretty deep. Right, mm-hmm. It's the wordplay. It's, it's, it's to tell the story. Mm-hmm. The words. It's all about business, visual, visualization. Right. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the same thing I was saying about smoke. It's the smoke going over your palate. It's activating different things in, the, in your brain, in your database, and it's bringing it back. It's kind of the same way when you listen to a hip-hop song, it's like some of the words they're using are reminding you, oh, he's talking about this, or oh, dang, he's talking about this over here. And it's all, it's all cerebral. It's making you actually think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, y'all talk about watches, so what are y'all top five watches? What was your other top five for Sean, my man? Oh, I see. Yeah, top five watches. Top five watches. Yeah. Watches. Watches. Well, let me see. This is Sean's question. Oh, that's for both of y'all. So y'all can, yeah, he can go first. You can go so later. Go, so top five, top five watches. Um, Panerai. That's my number one. Okay. Uh, another watch that I own is a uh, Citizen Pro Master. Mm. Nice watches. Diamond watch. They call it the, uh, the Ecozilla. Yeah. I say that because I actually own that watch. I own a Panerai. I own, a, uh, I own that Citizen. And then if I go from there, I would say the um, Omega Speedmaster. And mm. after that, I would say the, um, the Rolex GNT, stainless steel, the white face, mm. with the uh, orange dial, wow. orange GNT dial. And then. The fifth one will probably be uh, the Bella Ross Pilot's watch. Okay. See, not, not a lot of people um, talk about Bella Ross. Nice mm-hmm. watches. Real nice mm-hmm. watches. Mm-hmm. And you own yes, a Bella Ross? Mm-hmm. What's that? You got to you gotta ask him the same thing because you got like 10 Panerais and... Yeah, I'm so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 waiting, like yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to hear what he got too. So, Panerai, IWC... Uh, Langenstone, Grand Seiko, and I'll probably throw in there just like an achievable one is like Tag Carrera. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Listen, I um I was on a cruise not too long ago. Oh, here we go. And on the cruise, they had this little contest where you had to guess the price of the watch, and I was like twelve dollars off from guessing the price of that watch. But you had to be there on the night that they was, you know, doing the little drawing or whatever. And me and my wife had got tore down, like all the way down um, in uh, Grand Grand Turks. And so we were asleep and I missed getting that watch. And I actually won and didn't get that watch. What kind of watch was it? That tag that he just had. What, tag? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's some dope stuff. Look, man, like, you know, don't go for the bright watch. Go for the right, right. watch. <laughs> right. So the thing the thing you want is you want to understand the movement. 
Mm-hmm. And when you understand the complications in the movement and, and the engineering that goes into it, then you understand the history behind it. You understand whether that watch is going to stay the same value or it's going to go up. I mean, I'm into buying, I like buying shit that never loses value. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, you know, you put fancy rims on your car. That's cool. You buy a fancy car. Just like, you know, you buying good art, buying good watches, buying good real estate. That's what you, V12 engines, there's no, there's no future in that. Right, right. Especially since everything will be electric pretty soon. So, I mean, you mentioned that. Is, is Romacraft, is that a, a publicly traded stock? No, but no. Is it going to be at some point? No, no. <laughs> it's not? Uh-huh. He's trying to get in somehow, no, somewhere. <laughs> the, the only reason why you, you create a publicly traded stock is if you need capital. Mm-hmm. And then you just invite other people into your business, which I, which I ain't interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I thank y'all for coming on. Skip, especially you. You know what I'm saying? I know you're a busy, busy All man. Right, man, I didn't mean to drop in on Sean. Oh no, no, no. no. We're glad you did. Though. No, we glad you did. We glad. We glad. We glad you did. Um, especially, I, I but thought he was done with the podcast. I was just trying to. I was just trying to see. You know what kind of game he was throwing down <laughs> <laughs> before you came. Before you came, yeah. behind the scenes, dude. I like to stay behind the scenes, so I appreciate y'all having me on, man. And uh, I see if I can get something in the mail, for y'all. Oh no, nah, I appreciate y'all so coming I on. Knuckle- I might be a knucklehead tomorrow. <laughs> this guy, this guy needs to get down to Home Depot and paint them walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a wall. <laughs> I might see you got the paint, man. So you can get the garage lounge. He's got the, the he's got the drywall. That shit's worked out nice. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what would be dope? I'll be in I'll be in Houston the week of the twenty fifth of May. If y'all would just fly down there real quick, or I could come down there to y'all real quick. Man, we're gonna be getting ready for Weasel Fest on the twenty ninth, so. I'm a weasel though. Come this way for uh, a day or so. I'm trying to tell you, I'm a weasel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll get out. Like, <laughs> but see, a true weasel never, never even reveals that he's a weasel. He just weasels. Oh, okay, right? yeah. It's like once you make the announcement. See, once you make the announcement, I'm on God. He's a. Hey, listen. Yeah, ninjas don't. Ninjas don't tell them people that are ninjas. Listen, right. I do the editing, so nobody ever hear this part. <laughs> Wait, did he just say he's coming to Houston, but he ain't coming to Weasel Fest? Yeah, he's coming to Houston, but he ain't coming to Weasel Fest. He's talking about. Uh oh. Uh, Man, Weasel Fest, I'm going to tell you right now, Weasel Fest. This is my first time hearing about it, actually. The best event. The best event every year. I mean, we spend like $700 a ticket, and I think we charge $275 a ticket. Right. Mm. So. Okay. You're talking food, booze, music. These other people, you know, they're going to charge you 200 Ask the manufacturers to you know, charity give cigars that, that they don't want, and, it, yeah, the and then they're going to give you a buffet food. Right. Mm. So, so who? Some of the best barbecue in Texas. So man, look, I'm excited about the musical guests y'all have. I ain't trying to sell the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't, we ain't trying to convince nobody. It's like if you're here, you're going to get the experience. 
If you're not, you're gonna hear about her inside of the year next year. You know what? I like that arrogance. You know. That's one thing I like about y'all, you know what I'm saying? Talking to y'all, I like that arrogance that Roma Cries have. I, I like that. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Y'all like, man. We like my man said, and, and, and paid in full. Like we build it, build it right here. Right. <laughs> my man is like we build it right here. We ain't oh, nothing is going on over there. Like you, we taking care of what's right here. And I like that. You, you know what you don't. I like that. I, if you don't, you gonna find out. Somebody. I rock with y'all. There's a song you need to listen to. You need to listen to the roots. What they do. What they do. What they do. What they do. And that's us. And watch the video. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Y'all talking about that other biting ass group. You ain't right. Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Yo, I thought I heard you on such and such. Jokes on you. You heard a biting ass group. And with that. Good night. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure. Like, hey, thank y'all so much. I like, I like y'all. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I like y'all. I like. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. You know what sold me when just now I was uh, uh, before you came on, Skip. I was talking to um, Sean, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, y'all ever thought about endorsing a podcast?" And he basically was like, "Man, nah, fuck that. We ain't with that shit." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, damn. Let me tell you, and this, this is 100 percent true. We'll tell you we're doing something. We'll get a cigar in your hand, and then we'll sit and talk to you about life. Like, there's no reason for me to sit and talk to you about how good the cigar is, or how so we put some magical tobacco. Or if you if you don't if, if, if you either gonna you're gonna taste it or you're not gonna taste it. Right. And, and, and you know, no matter what I say, if I, if you talking to cigar people and all they do is talk about their cigars, and they're just trying to convince you. In your head, why it's why your their cigar is better? Why you're smoking it, man? The cigar that talks for itself. Our, exactly. Our Weasel Fest. The people who come and experience the Weasel Fest, they'll experience it. I don't have to spend a lot of time talking about how great it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the next year, you know, then more people will know until eventually uh, there'll be more people who know about it than the people who can can actually experience it. And that's just that's just how we do. So. Where did that name come from? We don't need to spend a lot of time convincing you of something you can figure out for yourself. Where did the name Weasel Fest come from? Like, like whose idea was that? Like, what made y'all name it Weasel Fest? Why not? Why not Nessus? Why not Nessus Fest? <laughs> hey, we'll work on that. We'll trademark yeah. that. I, I, I like I, that. I can't with this dude, man. <laughs> where the Weasel Fest comes from? Like we like. Guys support support us. Uh, we call them weasels. It's a term that came up uh, some years back with the uh, when the new cigar meeting was getting off the ground. They would go around to uh, trade shows and events and get with manufacturers and always trying to get free cigars. So they got kind of pinned with the name weasel. Here comes such and such trying to weasel some free cigars, and it kind of took off. And then um, it morphed into Weasel Team Six and all that. So we got a Facebook page. Um, Weasel Team Six uh, and all that. So I mean, because cigars are as much about sharing with other people as they are about smoking, right? Definitely. Like you know, personally, I'm not a collector or a a, a hoarder. 
you know, if I get a box of 24, I'm probably going to get 12 of them to somebody else. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just, about, again, it goes back to what I said in the very beginning about how it's as much about the culture as it is about, uh, as, a, as it is about, uh, you know, the tobacco. That's so, shared, that shared experience. Spoke, spoke. But when you get around people like Bird and Cirillo and, and uh, Bird's brother Tim, and when you get around those guys, you got to be a little bit more careful because those guys are professionals. Come on, come on, like rabbit is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Cirillo. Exactly right. Cirillo's my guy, my guy. Like, uh, and to yeah. come to find out, like, our birthday's on the same day. That's why I said that we. That's yeah. my brother. Yeah, yeah but our birthday's on the yeah, same day. So yeah, so yeah, so you chat out with Cirillo, man, and, and ask him how, like, Roma and the whole B and B, uh, crab beer crew, like, got hooked up together and all that, cause. Roma, like, Skip and Mike been down with them guys since, like, day one. So the relationship with, with Bird and Cirillo and uh, that whole B&B crew, that goes way, way, way back. Anthony. Mm-hmm. So, so, when, so when Cirillo uh, approached you about, you know, coming on the SOP podcast, like, what did he say about us? He was like, hey, he's like, hey, man, um, I just got off these podcasts, these dudes, I really like him. I think you should go and see him. So I, I like him. So I'm like, sure, man. You know, I talk to him. And I guess that's when he, uh, he went back to you and gave, gave you my information or whatever, told you to hit me up. And he was just like, you no know, solid dude, just trying to bring some. Uh... It's different when you get on the podcast, you talk about everything. Then when you get on the podcast, all you talk about is cigars. It's mm-hmm. kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But cigars, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you go to the shop and you sit around in the lounge. With a group of guys and y'all just strike up conversation. That's the vibe, you know what I'm saying, of your podcast and it's more relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to spend an hour and a half just talking about my job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So it's so all good, man. Good experience. Y'all got a good thing going on and uh keep it up. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, appreciate yeah, it. No Th- doubt. Yeah, no thanks doubt. to both of y'all. No doubt. So with that, my iPad about to die. Yeah, y'all got any shout outs? When is this going up? Um, y'all's will probably be out next Thursday, probably. Okay, next so hit me up with the link and um, everything so I can blast it out on social media. Whatever. Oh, if we're listening to only one episode of your podcast, what's the best one? I would say the Unbanded episode with Cirillo because Cirillo's my guy and he. You know, he's got all kind of stories. He tells the stories about VA and, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Baltimore. Yeah, and, I said Baltimore, yeah, yeah, going through the hood. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, look up SOP Podcast um, and then look up, look up Unbanded. Unbanded, yeah. Unbanded, because he, you know, Cirillo, he's, you know, he's a talker, so he's full of stories, full of all kind of stories, and that's, that's a great episode. Yeah. So, um, before you leave, do y'all have any shout-outs? Anybody y'all want to shout-out? And shout out to y'all, you know, for having me on and all that good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's good to, uh, it's, it's good to, uh, like, we like to focus on uh, creating, creating new smokers, cigar smokers. Um, so, quality people. Quality people smoking good cigars, uh, talking about life. And just trying to do the right thing every day, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, y'all bring another aspect to the whole uh, cigar podcast real
So keep doing what you're doing, man. Y'all carving out a nice little lane for yourself. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Just be true. Just be true to who you are. Keep going. Mm, no doubt. Don't Appreciate try to fit into a mold. Create your own mold. I like that. I like yeah. that. Salute to y'all. Yeah, man. Definitely don't back y'all, too. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, shout out to Roma Craft. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, Mr. Skip. You, Sean. Thank you, Mike. Esteban. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Dallas. Even though I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Austin. You know, the whole Texas state, man. I'm going to let that slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys from Samaritan? No, they had, uh, Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, Savannah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Hey, it's nice place. Yeah. I said, it's a nice place to come visit. Oh. What's that? No, I said, it's a nice place to come visit. It is. Isn't Savannah the... Is Savannah the city, the Garden of... The Night in the Garden of Good Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so that's... There's a lot of dynamics going on in Savannah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. Small place, but um, they, they have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's now, so, not only is it the Garden of Good and Evil, now you could always say, be like, you, is that the place where the SOP is filmed at? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> Why, yes, yes, it is. What's the best cigar shop in Savannah? Oh. Okay, well, we have, like, city ordinances where it's, like, supposed to be a smoke-free place. We do have a couple of um, places. Um, uh, Jake Cigar is a good place. He's open. So even cigar shops can't smoke in Savannah? Nah. They have to be a private club. Yeah. And we only have one so far that you can actually go in there and smoke. And we so actually... it sounds to me like you guys need to open up a private club. Really? Yeah, um... Hope you know we we'll sit down and talk about that. Matter of fact, one of our friends, um, trying to get that in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, have a, you that's know what I'm saying? Put there's smoke. Need, yeah. But there's a need. Slide in a filler. That's yeah. right. And it, there's a need. If, if you can't pop off two or three really great cigar shops where you live, that means you need to start your own. Right. Exactly. We're yeah. thinking about doing a mobile cigar lounge actually. So which would be tight, you know. But that that's something that that definitely needs to happen here. And SP well, just might have started. If you guys decide to do that and you need, you need any advice, we're full of advice. Oh yeah. yeah, I definitely got I got definitely got Sean's number in my speed dial, and he got my he All has right, my man. address, so he can send me some of those. Um, I mean, you laughing? I'm dead serious, huh? <laughs> this knucklehead, this knucklehead, Sean laughing. Right. <laughs> knucklehead. Hey, listen. You know, you know what they need, man? They need one of them. Uh, Weasel shelter signs for that drywall. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey. hey, send that. Yeah. Yeah, the way you described the weasel, yeah, I'm definitely one of those. But yeah. we're gonna edit that part yeah. out because yeah. weasel, weasel weasels ain't supposed see, to let see, let it be known who they are. I see how I feel. I see how I feel tomorrow. I see my flat like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to shout hey, y'all hey, out. Okay. That's a metal sign right there. Hey, listen. Right behind you, Sean, should be a SOP logo right there. Right there in that space right there. It's empty. It's empty. It's empty, all right. That just indicates it's a safe place. Safe place. Well, the SOP is a safe place. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Yeah, good night, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to smoke something. We're going to drink something. And we're going to say whatever's on our mind. God bless. Good night.
in the building. 